Hey, welcome back to the Vanquisher's Guide podcast. I'm Bradley. I'm Randy. And I'm Bryce for another week. You for another week, sorry. <laughs> I thought maybe you were just going to be Bryce for one more week and then just you're changing your name. Yep. Oh, man, Next sorry. week it's a new man. You're going to yeah. want to change your name to our uh, our person today. Oh yeah. man, I wish I had his name. So his name is so much cooler. It has an H in it, dude. How many people can say that their name has an H in it? Uh, anyone yeah, named Sarah or Harold? Yeah, oh, my goodness. Or Henry taking, taking the wind out of my sail. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a silent H, so it's even yeah, better. That's true. Um, it is yeah. rare to have an H at the end of your name. It is, yeah, especially next mm -hmm. to a D. It's even rarer to have your last name start with a Z. Ooh. Right. So yeah, today we're going to be talking about uh, Strad von Zerovich. Um, and I, so I figured when I was thinking about the topic for the week. Um, I feel like we talk about D&D &D a lot and I was like, you know, why not just do an entire episode on one of like the big baddies uh -huh. from D&D &D? and so here we are with Strahd. I thought What a cool yeah, dude. He's he's definitely my favorite D&D &D villain probably. Mhm. Mm probably. D&D's got a lot of villains, but like Definitely probably. I mean, I've read I guess we'll talk about it a little bit later, but like you'll know. I mean, he's that cool, but like I've read a couple books with him in it. And I've run like four sessions of a campaign with him. <laughs> and it was a great campaign. It was a great campaign. <laughs> it a great I enjoyed it. It was very fun. But uh, before we start, I just want to say huge spoiler alerts. If you're ever going to oh. play in a campaign with Strahd, I mean, this is, I mean, don't listen to it right now because you're going to be oh. spoiled. Okay. Well, <laughs> so, I'll, I'll tune out because I do plan on playing a campaign. So have a good rest. Do you know what the typical like D and D campaigns involving Strahd are called? Yeah, so the original one um, was written back in 1983. That was the original where Strahd became um, when he poofed into existence. Um, that was into called existence. Raven. That was called Ravenloft. And then okay. since then, there have been multiple modules, usually called something around the word Ravenloft or mm -hmm. um, just Strahd or something like that. And so. Um, we played the Curse of Strahd, right? Yeah, so the newest edition, which is from the D&D &D 5e, um, that's called Curse of Strahd. Um, and then some of the novels that he's been in, he's been in about 18 novels. Um, Jeez. Being called like I Strahd or Memoirs of. Um, and yeah, he's tons of books written about him. I've, I have a couple of his books on uh, Audible. And uh, I, I'm not even going to try to lie and say that I read them all because the narrator was so boring. <laughs> That's I, the worst. I, oh, I, no. I, I couldn't get through them. I did try just like I've tried before and then I tried mm -hmm. again when I was doing the podcast. And so I made it a little bit further than I had before. But I'm not going to try to say that I'm like mm -hmm. know it all on Strahd. But I have read some of his books or at least parts of them. Um, other than that, Randy and I actually have played his board game. Sure Bryce have. played with us. He refused. That's right. That's that's I right. I think I refused. I was never no, offered. No, that no. was the that was the Star Wars game. Yeah, no, no, we you, played you the played... Star Wars game, and then you guys cheated, and I didn't like it. <laughs> no, we played the Star Wars game. You got offended. Then we offered to play Strahd, and you went, "How dare you!" After the experience that we went through with with Star Wars, I would never. Man, I like that. that was I don't appreciate this guy. I play. would never cheat. <laughs> that's where it ended. That's the story, and I'm sticking to it. Oh, man. Okay, next time we're all together, whenever that is, we're going to play yep. the board game. 
That's yeah. It. So I mean, and, and the board game is cool because again, it's it's also made by like D and D. It's made. I think it's made by Wizards of the Coast. I don't know if they owned it. Then I don't know when Wizards of the Coast bought them or right. Nonetheless, but uh, it's pretty cool because it is very. It feels very similar to some of the older modules of like Ravenloft and everything. Mm-hmm. Hence, the game's called Ravenloft, not Curse of Strahd, because throughout time, um, Cur- or Strahd has actually evolved and become just more and more fleshed out, just way better and cooler. And I just feel like where he is right now is definitely the strongest point that he's ever been, which is good because I mean, if you look back, most monsters in D&D have made incremental changes of what they look like or what their fight style is or what you know moves they have and you know some are for better some are for worse i've actually used some older monsters in my campaigns from older editions just because i felt like they are better and and as it stands right now i definitely think strahd is the best form that he's ever been um just as an oh go for it bryce oh i was gonna say has he gotten like more powerful over time or has he kind of stayed about the same gotten less powerful so with D&D, it's kind of hard because it's such a form-fitting, uh, what's it called? Um, what's it called? When a homebrew-esque mm-hmm. game where, like, if you get three uh, dungeon masters that are all playing through the Curse of Strahd, every single Strahd will be different because they're going to they're gonna roleplay him differently. Point. They're going to have him act differently. They might give him extra stats and something because they just feel like it works better for them. And, and like, at least especially me, I mean, not that I'm like a pro DM or anything, but I definitely encourage anyone that ever DMs to make the game their own, just to make, you know, Strahd or whomever their BBG guy is, make right. it make it your own so you can better roleplay them. Um, but I would say just straight stats. I think Strahd is probably stronger now than he was when he first came out. But I could, I could be wrong, but I just feel like he's just I just feel he's much more fleshed out. Um, just for example, so in um, second edition, when he was when he came out, um, he was specifically a necromancer. And that's kind of what he was revolving around. He would he had something called Strahd Zombies, which he does nice. have as well. But like that was like a big deal for him. And he would just have a lot of, you know, necromancy-esque stuff where he was draining people's life he was poisoning people and and whatnot and so like that was a big thing for him now a big fan of necromancy oh that's my my jam so you like those dead bodies huh (laughs) 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 um and then in fourth edition he took a huge turn around which fourth edition changed a lot of things they were definitely Mm -hmm. like a lot of people like fourth edition because of it but they just made a lot of flavor changes and so they made him specifically a skirmisher he did have some magic powers and I still think he was able to like talk to and control wolves and stuff, but like mm-hmm. he, it definitely focused more and I'll, and we'll get into it a little bit as well, but like they focused more on his military career during four years. Gotcha. So then, when you so, say skirmisher, oh, yeah. you're meaning he's kind of like a sword and board almost kind of guy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's just going to like run down and like smack you. Pretty much, and 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 you'll understand that a little bit more when I talk about his history. But it was an interesting change that they focused more on him being a warrior than a yeah, kind of like user, kind of like early era Vlad the Impaler. Exactly. Like, yeah. Like Vlad used to be like just a crazy war tyrant before he became like, depending on the the lore that you go with, before he became like a 
full on vampire. vampire. He was just like, yeah, he was just like a guy that liked to kill people. And just so, love those heads sense. on spikes, man. Hey, who doesn't? Yeah, well, and, and you'll come to see that Strahd was heavily influenced by Dracula. That makes sense. Uh, and so, and, and it's cool because, you know, D&D and the creators of specifically Strahd did take a lot from Dracula, but also made uh-huh. him very much his own person to where if you had Dracula and Strahd in the same campaign, you would They'd feel different. You could feel them being different. Yeah. Well, that's um, cool. And then so in 5e, I'll just finish up there. He became a wizard. And so they he, he had some necromancy stuff. He has some skirmisher stuff. He's has some other spells and stuff that he can do. And he's just to me, he just feels like what he should be. Because mm-hmm. if you think about, you know, where he was before, if he was just a necromancer or just a skirmisher, you'd think, OK, yeah, he's like a, a normal person that's, you know, mastered one thing. Right. But Strahd, if you look at, you know, also Dracula or whatever they've been alive for centuries so right. he's had time to study more than just necromancy or more than just swordplay he's been able to study and master multiple things and so being a wizard with multiple you know different styles of that mm-hmm. and also being very good at you know with a sword he's been able i mean it just shows you that he's able to master multiple things for living for as long as he has yeah, that would kind of make sense if, like, he was this guy that's lived for, like, a super long time, is that he just takes all these other skills that he knows. Like, you know, I imagine over the time he's mastered swordplay or mastered necromancy, you know? So he kind of just right. combines them all into his own fighting style and is a beast of his own. That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, and, and, and it's also goes for show. To me, you know, if, if you have someone for... Because if you know much about D&D... Um, they're, the monsters and creatures and everything have challenge ratings, and it's basically right. a number given to them. So if it's like their challenge rating is like a four, then a party of heroes that are all level four should be a good match against a level f- or challenge rating four thing, right? Mm-hmm. And so his is a level fifteen challenge rating, wow. and and which is very powerful. Obviously, max levels usually like twenty. Right. Uh, but for me, it's always hard. Um, when I do D and D campaigns to justify why during this span of time where the party is going around leveling up, why the villain usually isn't going around leveling up too, like why, right. why not? And for Strahd, it makes perfect sense because, and I'll talk about it a little bit later, but he's trapped in this land right. where it's the same people for all eternity, pretty much, and so he mm. doesn't have time. Or he doesn't have the resources or the the manpower to fight or whatever to level up because he's already the best in the land. Like there's right. nothing better than him, so he can't get better because there's nothing. He's know, killed everything else in the world that could yeah. challenge him. And so it's just a pretty cool kind of you know backstory back layer of you know of of lore that we have to mm. why he is so powerful, but also why he can't be more powerful you know yeah that's that's really cool also Um, i think uh in from my brief impression of him in the curse of strong campaign that we did it seemed like he really like just like to mess with us you know and he didn't really take us seriously you know which at the time we were like level two you know so right he didn't have a crap about us Mm -hmm. and 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 i will talk more about that but like it's because he's so bored Mm -hmm. that he he brought people in to his his land because he he can't escape he's trapped and he just he wants 
play things and he doesn't want to he wants to play with his food he doesn't want to just kill it right away because that's, somebody you know, play with me <laughs> uh, all he wanted was some friends man come on uh but yeah before i spoil too much of his history i'm just gonna kind of go through his history and we can talk about it as we go just awesome um i'm i mean i've already talked a little about it why not like put some faces to names and whatnot Love so too. We have Strahd von Zarevich. He's just this man among men. Um, he's very educated. He comes from um, basically like the region would be Romania for us. Um, mm-hmm. But it's from the Forgotten Realms, which is one of the bigger worlds in uh, the Dungeons and Dragons lore. Um, his father was named Barov von Zarevich. His mother was uh, Ravonia von Zarevich. He had, in some accounts, he had two brothers, but the second brother didn't matter at all, so we're not even going to talk about him. His How other rude. brother was uh, Sergei von Zarevich, also. Um, so his father was um, a great leader. He uh, loved war. He loved expansion. Um, and basically instilled that upon his oldest son, Strahd, who loved it even more. Um, the right. best thing I can relate that to is probably Alexander the Great and his father, mm-hmm. which I forget his name, the dad's name at the second. But it was just Alexander. Uh, the son uh, put on, tacked on the Great to make himself sound better. No, so, I don't know totally his dad's true. name. But nonetheless, um, basically, Alexander the Great's dad, he mm. loved war. He was, like, I mean, just always, always warring with people, but, like, never excelled in it. Like he never expanded his nation or whatever. And then once Alexander the Great got in, he conquered everything. And this is kind of the same with Strahd. Strahd was just a master tactician. He was a count, a prince, a soldier, a conqueror. He stood about six feet tall or a little bit over, um, lean, gaunt face, but very muscular body. Um, And this is pre-vampire him. Um, And in his, like, his most prime part of his life was his ages pretty much 30 to 40 which is a little bit older for people that were like war leaders and stuff because he was still leading the charge he was in the front um and i mean at his like uh pretty much once he conquered everything he was right at 40 years old um and so like he he was definitely you know uh like he was just that good that he, he just never yeah, yeah. he like could do thirty or like maybe twenty years of war and just not even have any major wounds or anything. This guy's a freaking legend, uh, man. Mad he, respect. He never never suffered any like close to fatal stuff or whatever. But um, yeah, that's incredible. Everything, um, his father got sick and died and died in his bed. Um, and his dad, dad did die a little bit older and Strahd swore to himself that he would never die like his father, um, hmm. that he wanted to die in battle and as a conqueror and, and whatnot. Um, but so because of his father's death, um, he, Strahd became just obsessed with war um, and just wanted to, to wage long bloody wars and just conquered everything that he could so much to where um, his people started like being terrified of him and uh his men and you know people in the war camps and whatnot uh multiple times tried to uh have coups against him and also assassination attempts which i guess assassination attempts are a part of coups but like multiple times that's like the first step 
Yeah. And uh, all of them failed uh, because he was just so influential, so powerful that any uprising against him, he was able to squash. So Jeez. he's like a legendary just tyrant. You know, Absolutely. nobody could and take him was... down and he just like waged a bloody reign of terror for as long as he could. Yeah. And, and this is all, again, pre-vampire. I mean, he was that powerful just as a normal human being. Uh, now, was this mostly able to be done purely on his own or did he like have a council of people that he like were like kind of backing him up? He did have a council, but they were also part of um, some part of, of those coups. So dang. So like he didn't it, even have people to like rely on keeping his back safe. Like nobody was he really helping didn't. him. Um, and especially crazy. because after his father died, his mother res- pretty much feared him, resented him and didn't ever let Sergei join him. So he didn't even oh, have man. family support. He was 100% by himself. Um, other than, you know, he, I mean, he did have a powerful army and, you know, le- other like generals and stuff, but uh, yeah, they, sure. they could not be trusted because of, you know, who, I mean, who was just going right. to be the next Dream basically is kind of what no, nobody with like any solid loyalty to him. Yeah. Um, and that's still and, incredible that he was incredibly successful in his campaigns, exactly. even though nobody was loyal to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so after years and years of bloody war, um, he was able to corner, um, any remaining enemies that he had in the, in that area, like in the huge conquest that he had cornered them in this mountain valley and just slaughtered them. And then that struck him so hard with just beauty that he was like, Mm -hmm. this is going to be the center of my kingdom. And And I could just imagine that you know there's just corpses and viscera and blood all over the place and he's like man don't you guys think it's really beautiful (laughs) right i guess strahd this is the most beautiful thing i've ever seen let's build a (laughs) castle here right and so yeah he did end up building a castle he called the land barovia which was after his father uh because he he even though he warmonger he still had connection to his family he um you know, learned so much from his father. He just felt so awful that his mom didn't love him um, because she only loved Sergei um, and just was so terrified and so just filled with so much hate towards her oldest son, uh, Strahd, that he was just, you know, like, you know, just hated it, um, that his family was so against him. And so he, um, they stayed in their homeland while Strahd built up Barovia. Um, Mm. And uh, because man, his mom army. sounds like the worst. Well, I don't I know, mean, man. Her son was pretty much the worst. So I mean, but like you gotta support him. I, I mean, mean, he's a monster, though. Like in yeah. all respects, you don't have to support that. <laughs> like yes, in his in his point of view, yes, his mom is an awful person. She didn't support right. him and everything. But I mean, he also went out and pointlessly conquered lands that you know honestly could have been already loyal he just wanted the lands to be his that's fair that's and fair i was gonna say like ruthlessly I mean, to be fair, that's like the way the times back then was just conquering nations like nations were just conquering but to be fair, like, it, like if he's not giving them the opportunity to join him peacefully then all right that's a little bit messed up but like i was gonna say i mean that's just kind of the way it was of like trying to expand your territory and make the most the largest nation you could to be able to keep as much like safety. Like if you think that you can provide the most quote unquote safety to your people, then 
it's kind of your responsibility to expand, but if you're not doing it and like, at least trying to be peaceful about it, then yeah, I guess it's just it's just expansion for no reason. Yeah. But, yeah. I imagine he loved the war more than the expansion. Oh, yeah, well, so, because, so after he that's conquered a, that's a good all point. the enemies, settled Barovia, he started getting just really bored and weary of yeah. this lasting peace that and it really unsettled him. And Ugh. so um like I, I said, he, rest. He, so he lame. finished his yeah. conquests and stuff at around his forties. And so his mid forties he be began to believe that his like best years were behind him and he just he didn't want to die of old age. That was his one of his biggest fears. He didn't want to you know because he felt like that was kind of like a coward's way to die. Mm-hmm. Um and so he just had to he was trying to do something. So in his um his land of Barovia he went and found everyone that was you know the most powerful in magic and he learned how to to he basically just taught himself to be a powerful magician basically mm-hmm. um and he in his research and studies he found something called uh these entities called the dark powers and he learned Ooh, of packs that you can friendly. make with them uh, <laughs> and basically was able to like he was reading about becoming immortal and serving these dark powers and gaining all this power and whether or not what cost well and and he might have seen that he would have to like give something to these dark powers Uh that kind of probably was a little bit like no because i want to be the right powerful thing in the world but like if you think like uh um aladdin right with uh right with uh jafar genie becoming you know being like, i want to be the most powerful wizard sorcerer of all time and then he's like oh but there's even more powerful he i'm guessing his thought process was like oh i can maybe get powers from these guys and then usurp them turn them one day yeah and so yeah. he never at this point didn't do anything with the dark powers but he had already learned about it and he mm-hmm. was just continuing to grow more and more powerful with magic and right. while he was doing that um he met uh like i said most powerful wizards of the land but he also met some like um the most skilled builders in the land building him one of the greatest castles known to the entire region nice. and uh it was just a huge gorgeous castle that he built you gotta and, have a good castle and once he finished building that he demanded that his mother and brother join him and on the trip to join him um his mom died and uh Do we know she, how we we don't i'm guessing it was just how bad the traveling conditions were okay it wasn't suicide Uh, no no because i don't think she would leave her son her youngest son that's fair that's i was just wondering if she was that scared of him that she was just like nope that's i'm not living with him yeah we we might learn that in some of the books but i but don't i don't know okay Um, i was gonna say that would be super dark mm -hmm. yeah maybe she like uh got killed according to natural causes you know like Mm -hmm. strad was just like i don't really want you with me i just kind of want you out of my life True. Yeah. Um and at this point, I mean he kind of already hated her because she never loved him. I mean um, to be fair, she was also probably pretty old. I mean if, oh, her, if her husband if died pretty... kind of old of old age and then this has been like 20 years later at least, that's got to be she's got to be getting there. Yeah. Well, and you got to think well like for the times, women uh, are yeah. pretty young. That's true. That's true. Her husband probably but still, he was like, he, much he older, was forty but... something, so she was at least older than that. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm guessing she just dro- died because the traveling conditions in Fair. during that time period would have been really dangerous, really, um, you know, lots of weather 
that could yeah. hurt you know kill people anyways so once they arrived um he buried his mother in the crypts of the castle and um he, his brother lived there i mean he didn't like try to kill his brother or anything he just you know he was happy that it, his family was there and uh as time passed strahd fell in love with a woman named tatiana who uh, was mm. just a resident of his settlement brovia um and he just showered her with love and riches and just gave her whatever he thought she would want and no matter what he did she just never reciprocated Oof. and even worse she and sergey fell in love Ooh, yeah and, uh, rough Strahd and, just simping out here <laughs> and uh they actually got engaged to be married and due to his honor Strahd didn't do anything he didn't try to stop them from getting married he hated it obviously but like due to honor he was just like trying his best i guess to be happy well, good and on then him. on they, they well, tried well, just, just, just wait on oh. the uh oh no <laughs> on the day on the day that they were to be married strahd had finally made up his decision and he was going to serve the dark powers and he was gonna sacrifice to to get those powers oh. and so he murdered his brother drank his blood Whoa. which was stealing one of the packs to the dark powers and then started chasing Tatiana to to make her fall in love with him. And then she flung herself off of the castle walls and killed herself. Oh my goodness. And Ooh, which man. killing your love was, I guess, one of the last things that he had to do to uh, gain the powers and the rights of the, the dark powers. Oof. And so right then uh, he transformed into what we now know as Strahd, which is the powerful, bloodlusting, evil... Uh, being which is you know the vampire um and right about that time as well um some of the guards uh had planned a coup because he was just becoming too tyrannical they tried to kill I him mean, and not tried wrong. to shoot him with an arrows and the arrows just literally just kind of if you remember in superman when the bullet hit his eye it just crunched oof that's that seems like grossed me out so much yeah. when I was a kid <laughs> so <laughs> uh, <laughs> But basically, that the happened. Arrows just splintered and, or bolts, and he just ripped them apart, murdered them, um, mm. and just and just the scene that you've got to think about when they, when he turned around from after Tatiana killed herself, he turned around, blood still dripping from his brother's blood, his eyes Ugh. just flaming red, and just almost this new formed youthness, yeah, but like still a gaunt old older face, but just like terrifying and these you know now these yeah, teeth freaky, the yeah. things and just like and the what those guards must have felt as they oh tried to kill goodness. him you know uh um, so do we know if strahd has like a super like form in which he's got like wings or something or maybe well, like I can talk about his powers a little bit later i mean super saiyan but mode man. <laughs> he does have some pretty interesting and cool powers that we can talk about in a little bit um so after this coup and after he took his vows or whatever with the dark powers, um, Barovia became enclosed and clouded in this uh, with an pretty much everlasting thundercloud's and a fog um, that surrounds the land. And I know you guys remember that fog. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah that fog sucks, bro. It's, it's, it's <laughs> fog where if you ever enter it, you can never escape, and once you try to escape, you go mad. Uh, and so, Bar because of that, Barovia basically. Uh, was spirited away and became its own demiplane and Strahd and um, all the occupants inside of it were trapped forever. 
and Strahd basically became um, he was able to control and became the most powerful being in that realm or right. the, in that plane and was able to control pretty much everything in it um, and so you think in, that like the, the dark power so like man like we're gonna give you this power but you gotta kind of sit in your own corner right <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna lock you away yeah like uh we don't really want you with us because we know that you're gonna try and like kill us so see ya well, and so like the the dark powers live in another plane of existence and he only got a demi plane so yeah you're right because they didn't give him all of their power they gave him just a an inkling of that power which uh -huh. made him basically a demi god almost kind of right to where he got the power that he wanted to but it it was not the end result that he wanted he right. didn't want to be trapped in this place forever he wanted to be able to be a war leader forever conquering the entire world is kind of what mm -hmm. he thought and then just giving this plane is is one of the worst things that could have yeah. happened to him probably kind of feels like like when you were talking about with uh um, jafar from aladdin it kind of feels like that that little caveat to his deal where he became the genie what he always wanted to be but then ended up becoming a servant like having the the exactly like bracers put on him it's like yeah well kind of you got what you wanted but at the same mm -hmm. time you didn't at all get what you wanted so yeah. and that's why you never mess with the uh, cosmic right seriously yeah, they always <laughs> come with the price and restrictions yeah. yeah and and so more about brovia with that caveat of he and everyone in it are trapped if anyone ever enters it enters the land or in the into that demi plane they're also going to be trapped forever so it's like one way in and like no way out right? yes and, and we do find out later Weird. um well i guess we find out now but like normally people find out later that because Strahd has complete control over it he actually can let people leave but he cannot let himself leave right he just doesn't want to let anyone leave because he's kind of bitter and he's like nah exactly you're all very gonna salty. suffer with me yeah he's very salty now does everyone in this area do they all like age normally like they're they're still normal people living their normal yeah, life they're, right? they're complete normal people and i could okay. talk a little bit about that a little bit more but as yeah right now yeah they're just normal people living normal lives okay yeah so life uh, goes on but just in a smaller place just depressing yeah just i mean it just yeah, it's constantly dark from thunderclouds they've never seen sunlight before they've never seen outside of that fog um and even the people that kind of might have done it before uh -huh. this takes place over centuries yeah so yeah. oh my gosh as so people are born right, and never seen the sun yeah Seriously. i mean as, as of right now if we were to start a campaign to where you know we're all caught up in time it's been centuries so there's no one alive other than him that has seen outside right. of that that's um, wild and so during these couple centuries, Strahd does take a lot of brides, which he uh, tries to replace Tatiana, but none of them ever do. Um, and they become vampire spawn, but basically just mm. vampire brides. Gotcha. So um, is a vampire spawn, are they like basically like ghouls or are they mostly remain, retain their humanity? Um, I would say they're more like ghouls. Um, to where they're pretty much completely under the control or right. command, I would say, of the person that makes them. Gotcha. Okay. That's it's not like Twilight, where like he can pass on the vampires can and they people, still become normal. He can make people full vampires. I oh, don't think gotcha. he always does. Gotcha. At least that's how I would have made. That's how I would have Strahd be, where gotcha. he has control over that, to where he can or cannot. That makes sense. That makes sense. Does he? And yeah. so in the 
I guess by the, the implying from the way you said that in the campaign, there aren't really any full vampires other than him. But like technically, you would say he theoretically no, could. No, they're, they're mostly going to be ghouls that have vampire-esque powers, but right. not full-fledged vampires. Yeah, he's the he's the first vampire, right? Um, not, I don't, not really. I don't think so. Just the most because just one of the most like cool, so, prominent um, I'll guys. I'll talk about it in a little bit, and I will kind of compare him to other vampires in D anD D and like their stats a gotcha. little bit. But like, I don't, I don't think he's technically the first. Uh, I'm sure the dark powers have also given that yeah. to other people before. I'm I was sure. I was just gonna ask. I I don't know if you. Didn't know if you knew it, but I was going to ask if all vampires in the D&D universe come from the Dark Powers or if there are other ways to get it, but... My vote would be no. That the only... Like, you would say the only way to get become a vampire no, is from them? or I, I there, would are say there's, there are other ways, oh, okay. probably. Okay. And the reason why he's so powerful is because he has the Dark Powers gotcha, back. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. That makes um, sense. So you become a so, super vampire from the yeah. Dark Powers. <laughs> that's, not, that's not a bad deal. No, so but like normal vampires, and so so I guess little insert here. Um, I I was too scared to do all of vampires uh, for a podcast, so I just thought was thought was enough. Um, so we might do an episode on just other like vampires in general at one mm-hmm. point. So I'm not gonna go over like, um, yeah, that's like opening a whole other can. I'm not gonna do every stereotype of vampires and stuff, but like this is so this sure. is just. Um, so with Barovia being isolated and stuff, Strahd, his only way to feed, um, cause he just like vampires had to feed on uh, blood. Mm-hmm. Um, he only was able to feed up people from Barovia and he mentioned multiple huh. times that he didn't enjoy the flavor of them. And over time, they actually became less and less nutritional for him. Yeah, um, well, I mean, that's what happens so... when you don't see the sun for years. You start to, <laughs> I guess, uh, good as time as any. Basically, how Barovia works now is because it's in its own plane, and in this realm, I suppose people have souls, and so everyone in Barovia, like every time someone's born, they're either given a soul from someone that's already lived before, or uh, they're just an empty shell, just living without a soul. Whoa. And so, oh. I'm guessing more than just him feeding on blood, he feeds on the souls of people, not destroying the souls, but because if he eats the same soul over and over, it becomes less and less nutritional for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he's, um, like, siphoning away bits from it. Yeah, and so sense. just an interesting thing with Barovia that, like, everyone lives over and over again. Um, and so I was going to talk about it a little bit later, but I might as well talk about it now. One of his big goals is to, oh, to, is to some point make Tatiana a vampire bride, because... And this theory, if they're all the same souls and everything, that's not a theory. It's I guess it's true. But um, right. reincarnation is a thing, and so he's always trying to find Tatiana again. Gotcha. So he's trying to. He's constantly going down into town, trying to see if she's been reborn yet, and trying to exactly. get her to fall in love with him. And actually, in Barovia, in this land, it's not just Barovia. It's a it's a pretty big land. There's at least I think there's three townish things. Gotcha. Um, so, do the people know that they're like being reborn, or is it no, like they, they have start no fresh? They, okay. Yeah, start fresh. Gotcha. Um, and they, I mean, they might have nightmares about how they die, or sure, you know, in other lives and whatnot. Um, but yeah, so because of this, um, he got especially happy when people wandered into his realm, uh, because their Naturally. blood would be better. 
um, in so much as he would invite people or trick people to come into his land like adventurers so he could kind of kill two birds with one stone, get fresh, good, powerful blood, slash finally get a challenge because his entire personality was based on conquering, even though he could never conquer right. something again, at least being able to have some big battles is kind of what he wants. It's like his personal is... conquer. Exactly. And so that's kind of where we get into like the D and D campaign where he could do that. Um, now with the, uh, with adventurers coming into his realm when they died, like if, when he, if, or when he killed them or if they died of natural causes, did, were they then stuck in that same reincarnation loop as everyone else was in Bervia? Or... So when I did the campaign, yes, that would have been the okay. case. I okay. don't know if it is always, but I thought that was a cool idea because if someone yeah, dies, super cool. I would have in some way had them their their soul transferred to a new person to where they could build their character off of that then. That's really cool. Yeah, that would have been like really fun mechanic. Like I don't know, I don't like my characters dying, but it'd feel a bit better if they had the same soul, I guess. Yeah. Hey, right? there you go. <laughs> um and Strahd also one of his big conquests or slash like goals was to find a way to escape Barovia and then be able to conquer the world also. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically what he believed, whether it's true or not, what he believed is that he had to find someone worthy to take his place as ruler of Barovia. Um, gotcha. One of his curses was arrogance, right? I mean, he's already <laughs> arrogant, right? Just our powers made it worse is that no one in his eyes would ever be worthy enough unless they were a Von Zerovich as great as him or his father right um, so pretty much impossible but sure that was kind of his curse of thinking he could escape but he never really could yeah so is his brother stuck in like the we'll call it the time loop of barovia i'd say no because he died before the dark powers had completely oh that's right yeah because i think he tur- I, I think i think the curse began with the dark powers once he technically killed his brother and then it was either finalized or just icing on the cake when Tatiana died. And so gotcha. she was stuck, but his brother wasn't. Oh, yeah. well, are we sure that she, because he thinks that she's actually reborn. Is there actual lore that she actually is reborn over and over again? Or is that just like yeah, his yeah. theory? So um, if you guys remember, but there's a woman, when you start a campaign, her right. name is Irana, Irana, mm-hmm. uh, Colon, Col Coliana whatever her name is. I know you guys met her. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hard to so pronounce she, name, but we got it. At least, as long as, as far as Strahd thinks she is right. a reincarnation. Obviously she doesn't know. And the players don't know, right. um, but she is okay. at least so in my she story. Is, got um, she is actually and one of the curses that I've kind of thrust upon Strahd is that it's pretty much impossible to ever get Tatiana or whoever the reincarnation is. So in the past, he has found her before, but she always is able to kill herself before he gets to her. He's brutal. Um, yeah, that sucks, man. Plus, plus he's always kind of nonchalant and kind of not like in a huge rush because he does have infinite amount of time in this place. Sure. But he's never in a rush to turn her. So in the campaign, he's not like rushing to try to turn her, but he does, you know, want her. So it's a kind right. of weird. He's he's very procrastinatory. Yeah, he wants to do it, but it's like, eh, I mean. I'll do it eventually, and if it doesn't work out this time, she'll get reborn again. I've got time. Who cares? Right. Because, I mean, and, and this is in some of the books, um, but it's also in the game. There's a man named Rudolf von Richten. Mm-hmm. And Good old Rudolph. he is and he brings a presents legendary... to everyone. 
Um, no, he's a legendary vampire killer that finds Barovia to kill Strahd. Um, gotcha. And he's got no chance, obviously. Strahd yeah. just plays with him and toys with him. And Strahd lets him get into his castle at one point to find his books. He um, lets him just kind of travel the land trying to get people to revolt against him and stuff because he's just kind of toying with him. And so, again, that's just another thing of Strahd just, you know, what if? What if this guy actually is powerful enough to kill you and you just start hey. toying with him? yeah that would be hilarious but nonetheless that's another one of strad's goals is at some point he's gonna deal with rudolph which in the campaign you guys can meet him right it seems like strad is like kind of like if it happens great not, but whatever so you guys don't know him that well but uh thrawn in star wars um he reminds me a lot of Strahd. Um, he's my favorite villain in Star Wars. But basically, he is just this genius that has, you know, every in every sense of the word is the, the most tactical, tactically advanced person with anything you can think of. But as soon as it comes to politics, he has no idea what he's doing because mm-hmm. he's just like such a foreign alien thing right and he just doesn't know how the empire works and it's the same kind of thing how i feel with strad is he's got every single advantage but his one flaw is that he doesn't know how what to do with himself because he's just been trapped for so long he's just lost all fire like you said bryce yeah like maybe in when he initially got trapped he was trying really hard and then like after a couple centuries he was just like there's no real use in it and so he just doesn't uh, care his big drive now is when he can lure adventurers in and toy with them because that's that's what he loves. You know, as much as he loved Tatiana, Tatiana um, what he loved more is war. And right. so when he lures people into his land and he sees them, you know, getting stronger and stronger, he's like, I want this to be a challenge for me. Mm-hmm. I want them to get better. So he, he does. He introduces himself a couple of times. He might help them a couple of times. And he actually might try to turn people on each other. Like, I mean, he's just a genius. I don't want to talk too much about it just in case. Right. Play the campaign again. I'm not trying to spoil anything like long run term stuff, but like basically he's just toys with people because he enjoys it. And he's just so smart, so devious that he's so good at it. That's awesome. I I think that's so cool. And I just feel like he's such a fun villain. He's not boring. Just like I want to conquer the world for no reason and then have Mm. nothing to do um so uh just a little bit like power wise what he can do um if we're ready to go on to that so like i said he is challenge rating 15 um which is very powerful um yeah he'd kick the hell out of any my D characters <laughs> um so just a couple of the really cool ones i'll say first um so when he's defeated um he's able to turn into mist and travel back to his coffin to rest up and heal up. What a and cheater. That's really that's kill, so cheating. In huge parentheses, I mean, huge quotation marks, the way to really kill him is by killing him while he's in his coffin. But Can the you curse, destroy his coffin? You can. But because of the curse, after a few months after you destroy him, destroy him, he gets rigid. He comes back with all his memories, gets a new like coffin and everything or whatever, and then um within that time after you kill him kill him like kill him kill him the curse goes away people can leave or whatever they don't 
like the Barovians and stuff don't leave, but like, right. you can leave. The adventures and stuff leave. But a couple months later, he comes back to life with all his memories. The fog comes back and he's basically trapped again. This is Jeez. awful. <laughs> yeah, so, like seriously. the worst case scenario. Seriously, I mean, like he's got like he he does have the power that he wanted, maybe even less power than he wanted, but he's got right. every single curse against him. Seriously. Yeah, I guess he uh, doesn't really have to be afraid of death, even at no, all. No, and so like even though he's so skilled tactically, he can you know he can afford to you know be lax and try new things, or you know be a little risky because he you know he will come back yeah. um, cares? a couple one-ups worst case even, scenario he dies and comes back in a couple of months right and even more um to him not having to you know be careful he has something called the heart of sorrow it's a huge giant crystal that he keeps in his castle hidden and uh up to uh, so whenever he takes damage up to 50 points of damage all of that damage is transferred to that heart and he doesn't take any of that damage woof so and it's kind of like an overshield Pretty much, yeah. And so once it takes 50 damage, um, it just gets blown up and it's useless. It never works again. But he at any time can use a bonus action D&D term um, to stop that connection so that he starts taking damage to protect that thing. Because every hmm. dawn, it goes back to full health. Jeez. Um, so oh, if man. he dies, quote unquote, for real, and let's say the gem was shattered as well, like, would that come back as well? The next cycle? No, the Heart of Sorrow, that's a, like a magic item that he has. He found it, and he's just oh. careful enough to keep it around. He probably protects it more than his own life, honestly. Seriously? No, seriously, that's such a, like a overpowered thing with what he, what he is, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so he's also got his own um, animated armor that he can control, and it's, I think normal animated armor might be like challenge rating like one, or even like half, like one half or something. But this is uh, challenge rating six. Um, That's so cool. Um, it, it can, like he controls it, right? But he's able, like that, his armor can uh, cast a couple spells. More than that, it holds its own great sword. And I mean, it's crazy. It's very powerful. Um, so does Strahd ever wear his armor? Or is it he exclusively use oh, it as like an oh, assist? He- he does wear it um he also can just use it as an like as a second body um mm-hmm. uh, also just fun fact what i was going to do in our campaign he i was actually going to have him gift it to one of you guys as dude a, and then you guys are crazy powerful because of it i mean it would have risen your armor class like a ton it would have given you some spells like it would have been awesome but as soon as you go up to fight him he, he rips it off of you pulls it up be, you know vulnerable to him that's so cool or what if he like uses it to like bend you while you're inside of it to fight your yeah, your yeah, tons allies? Of Super oh cool. my goodness, yeah. that's so cool. Man, that's so like devious. I hate seriously. That. I love it. <laughs> it just goes to show you like how long he's been trapped in there. What kind of stuff he's been able to yeah. create. Um. Also, while you're in his castle on his turn, but like what he can do is he can just control his castle, and so some of the stuff that he can do. Basically, he can make walls disappear. He can just be able to, you know, walk through his castle without going upstairs and stuff because he can just make walls disappear. He can uh, make floors disappear. He can close, like like in Star Wars, when like he, the Death Star uh, garbage chute starts closing. He can do that kind of stuff. He can Jeez. Uh, basically he can just control his entire castle on his So turn. 
is it what we might call like non-Euclidean space, which means that it makes no sense at all? Like it yes. doesn't have to obey yeah. physics? It does not obey physics. Like, yeah. like uh, who's that art artist? M.C. Escher? Is that the artist? That like all of his drawings are like, like stairways that go like upside down and then right side up and whatnot. Oh, yeah. And stuff like that. that would be so trippy. <laughs> So Straw just has like a Scooby-Doo mansion, huh? <laughs> He's like the yeah. ultimate Scooby-Doo villain. Except for I don't think Scooby-Doo gang would stand a chance. Oh, that's uh, why it's yeah. the ultimate villain for them. <laughs> I don't know. You've All it needs is for Fred to set up some traps, and then who's to say what'll happen? I mean, isn't the thing that we've only seen 0.001% of the <laughs> power? That's a great point. <laughs> Great point. Maybe Shaggy is one of the dark powers. Oh, you know, gosh. Right. I think you might be onto something. That's <laughs> it. And that's it. So that's why that's why the the Scooby Gang's never taken on Shrod because they're like, yeah, it's okay. We made him. We can take him on if he becomes too much of a problem. <laughs> Shaggy, more like, can take him on would become right. a problem. But yeah, anytime they're like, "Hey, man, let's go. Uh, let's go check out that weird, spooky castle off in the distance." Shaggy's like, "Nah." keep driving fred this is my road this is my van i'm telling you keep going (laughs) um but to answer your question a little bit earlier bryce um he doesn't he can't turn into anything like like super vampire because to me he kind of already is and like now as i go through the next couple things like it becomes prevalent to why He's um, living so he, in super sane mode. He, he literally is because oh, okay. I mean he he can, he can transform into um so this is if he's not standing in sunlight or running water. He can uh transform into a bat, a wolf, a cloud of mist or back to his true form. Um mm-hmm. he uh basically gains all the abilities of the animal that he turns into with the mist. He can't. Um, he doesn't like. He can't attack with it. But he gets right. a crazy amount of uh, speed, and that's he turns into the mist to when he dies, quote unquote, to get back to his coffin to try so to can regenerate. He turn into the mist just on a whim as well. He he, he can't do that. Yeah, and just hang um, out in the mist and be like, "You can't kill me. You can't hurt me." Yeah, no exactly. Um, just like spying on people. He can. He he basically is a weightless flying thing with twenty speed. He hovers. Um, he can go into people's um squares and stuff. Um, oh, don't go my square, man. He's <laughs> staying your own. Um, he's got advantage on pretty much strength, dexterity, constitution, savings throws. He's just like, but he can't. But he can't do anything in that form. He can't right. like attack or right. Um, the I suppose the... if he just wanted to be lame and be like, this fight's over, he could. Yeah. yeah so teleport he away. To, he would have to fail a stealth check on like a magic attack or something to get away from it um speaking of that so he does have damage resistance to necrotic damage bludgeoning piercing slashing and um pretty much all non from anything non-magical basically necrotic bludgeoning piercing and slashing um he's pretty ridiculous uh more than that so he's got what's called legendary resistance and uh so three times a day he can if he fails a savings throw he can just automatically choose to succeed and he can do that three times a day um then he's got misty escape which kind of like what i said so if he drops to zero he automatically transforms into that mist and then um he gets to just um as long as he doesn't so vampires have a weird thing where they can't pass through running water um or sunlight um 
sunlight we kind of already knew but basically if he as long as he's unimpeded he can just get straight to his coffin um and he's he's and well vampires so i think it's all vampires they have one hour to get back um or else they die but in strahd's case even if he dies he doesn't die die um He's also got an ability called Regeneration, which means um, he regains 20 hit points at the start of his turn if at least one hit point, um, if he has at least one hit point and is not in running water or sunlight. And that's just a forever effect, which is just ridiculous. But the only caveat to that is if he takes radiant damage or damage from holy water, the trait doesn't function just the next turn. Okay, so the best way to like take on Strad would be you'd have to really restrict his skill set with like sunlight or running water. You said. So I'll talk a little bit about his, some of his weaknesses to how, like how I you'd kind of go into a fight with him. But yeah, so basically you would want to, you definitely have to prepare for a fight with Strad. You cannot just barge mm-hmm. in and go in. Yeah, like if you're like a barbarian and just being like, I'm gonna smash this dude in town, then yeah, that's not gonna work. You gotta fight him in the day in a river. After breaking his <laughs> crystal heart, and then he's man, <laughs> he's yeah. like this is so much like, and then even still, he could just turn into mist and disappear. Exactly. Well, I guess he'd have to run out of the water, but still. Um, he's also got a spider climb, which allows him to just climb, uh, without making any ability checks. He's able to, uh, I think he uses his just straight speed to be able to climb without any ability, like any. That's so creepy. Roll. He's crazy. Um, but he can't cl- and, he can't fly, right? He cannot fly, no. Unless he's missed. Unle- oh. Unless he's missed or the bat. Yeah, Never mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um along with that, he does have spell casting. Like I said, he is a wizard. Um, so like you thought all his stuff was cool. Add on he casts spells. Right. So he's got spells like um he's got uh all the way up to fifth level spells. And I and like again, as a DM, I would recommend, you know basing off of what you think he would do mm-hmm. spell slots and he's allowed to change his spell slots you know once a day or whatever um but one of his best spells that he can use and he uses throughout the entire campaign is scrying basically what that means is he's able to look into the thoughts of the players and the adventurers and know everything that they're th- they're thinking about know everything that they're doing and so he just knows exactly what the adventurers are doing at all times wow so good luck track trapping him i guess yeah exactly. seriously and the only way to be that is if he is like the wrong person and they succeed his uh, skill check or whatever right you just gotta be thinking about chicken nuggets the entire time that you're setting <laughs> up the trap so well, he doesn't probably, know you don't know as a player you have no right idea. no yeah absolutely you just know oh i'm rolling a skill check for something there must mm. be like a you know some something and i mean even worse even if you fail that Strahd controls everything in his domain, and so all of the any animals that you run into or don't run into are watching you, and then right. reporting back to him. And so it just he just has this land down to a science when things like this happen. Even though he wants a fair fight and you guys to you know fight at the end, he doesn't want a fair fight. He Seriously. still wants. To um, but he's got things like fireball, animate dead, um, greater invisibility, polymorph, animate objects. Um, comprehend languages ray of frost i mean he's just got you know whatever he needs he's got it pretty much wow um seems like half the the fight with this guy is is domain honestly seriously totally 100 percent. it is you're fighting the the terrain just as much as you're fighting him Mm -hmm. um 
because even more when you're fighting him he's got some pretty cool stuff so he can, he has something called children of the night and he can use this once a day um and he calls um either a swarm of bats or a swarm of rats um and he also can call uh if he's outside he can call um, a pack of wolves to fight alongside him um and it's just pretty ridiculous um because the creatures arrive very quickly basically appear like feeling like they appear out of nowhere um and just he has them for uh one hour which is obviously long enough for a yeah. fight if um, you're long fight, if your fight lasts if your fight with him lasts over an hour then kudos yeah, yeah somebody sure. give you a medal on <laughs> for you dude um more than that he also can charm people and make them uh you know give give him information that they want or even just not fight them or maybe basically just makes him a trusted friend basically gotcha. well there goes my plan then <laughs> okay but he can't um, make you like kill yourself or anything right no he cannot correct okay well um, at least there's that he can bite you and he can do that either as a vampire or as himself he can't do that the bite itself wouldn't work as a wolf or a right the mist obviously right. and basically the it's necrotic damage i believe um what? yeah necrotic damage plus normal damage and um and it, and it every turn just does more and more damage to you um, oh, so it puts like a dot on you Yes, and once you die from it, you become a vampire spawn, which is uh, <laughs> under his control, which is pretty ridiculous. How many terrible ways to die does this guy need or right. make other people die? Um, and then to make up for, you know, to talk about like how he became, he was obviously a skilled warrior in life as well. He has multi-attack um, that he can only do that as himself, but he can make two attacks um, and he can do like an attack and a bite if he wanted to. Wow. Uh, and he's also got a really powerful unarmed strike. Um, much, much stronger than most people's unarmed strikes. So you're saying uh, that I can't beat him in like a tavern brawl? <laughs> his punches, because, and he, I, I would say he actually might do more like scrat, like claws, um, is necrotic damage as well. Dude, and that guy. into a spawn, but it does do normal damage plus necrotic damage. This guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so pretty much you uh don't want to run into this guy ever but if you do as much as you can you want it to be on your own terms because he's seriously just so powerful he's so smart um and like uh, sorry he can also do a couple he has three legendary actions which is he oh. can move unprovoked without provoking an attack of opportunity he has the unarmed strike like i mentioned and then he's got um Oh, that's okay. It also has the bite. The only other one was the move. But yeah, he's gotcha. I mean, he's, he's just the perfect killer. And I Seriously. love that about him because with all this backstory that we have for him, I can't see anything else. You right. know, like Seriously. what I wanted. Um, I mean, I really love how, like, even though he's only like a challenge level 15, and you know, that's a lot for me, but I know it goes up to like 20 and there's even more statistically more powerful monsters is that i think this guy would probably almost be rated higher oh completely due to like his domain and the mm. other like powers and like special abilities and just everything yeah, that he has at his disposal he's incredibly powerful if you take any other like challenge rating 15 it'll just be like a dragon or something like that to where he's he's a boss battle he is you know he's Very powerful because yeah like if you just if you took him out of out of his element and he just had his abilities 
not being able to you know control his castle or like, like his hearthstone yes, or heart his mist would be or his necrotic bite. Like still be a challenge rating 15 maybe maybe but like he's a challenge rating 15 plus more like he could probably single-handedly take on a party of four and still probably win mm-hmm. oh 100 percent man he feels like like he himself is a challenge rating 15 but i was gonna say it feels like adding in how much of like the rest of the world he can control i feel like that bumps him up like significantly more where it kind of although he himself he's not really doing a lot of the fighting to put him on that level he has so much other help around him that makes him kind of up in the league with other Mm -hmm. beings even though he's quote-unquote technically not that powerful completely and so which i think is super cool and uh and obviously you know like you're supposed to you know have a chance of beating him i don't think Mm -hmm. you should ever go into a boss fight knowing that you're gonna smack down and win in a turn i think unless you do something really creative as far as like role play wise or something like obviously i like would accept that in a heartbeat i I think that's the best kind of win sometimes but like Uh straight mono mono fight against you know party versus him there has to be a way to beat him right and so obviously indeed did provide you know enough weaknesses and ways for you to you know offset this massive man so um he does have some flaws one of them is forebodance that he can't enter a residence without an invitation from one of the occupants (laughs) Um, that's pretty cool however however couldn't he just charm them and have them give him permission and then he can get he in charm them um he could set the house on fire he could... <laughs> all right well there's that he could just <laughs> blow up the house and, you know let me no in. enter if there's no house <laughs> he can get around it. i mean he, yeah he can do stuff to get around it but like right but it's still cool it, it is still a cool thing yeah um and i he has to be able to see you to charm you so if you like you know sure look at it um right. but i just feel got... like knocks on your door and you open the door and he's like hey let me in yeah you'd be like all right well he could force uh, his way in that way. He's harmed by running water. He takes 20 acid damage if he ends his turn in running water. Wow. Is that like his... He has oh, yeah. to physically be inside the water. When he ends his turn, yeah, if he's in running water, he does take damage. But he so can, like, walk through and be fine. Three turns, and he uh, his heart's broken. So... Right. And then the battle's uh, just begun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be fair, yes, but... Um, and then... Uh, stake in the heart if piercing if a piercing weapon made of wood is driven into his heart while he's incapacitated in his coffin he is paralyzed until the stake is removed oh uh, so not killing him but hell you get him into the coffin and then yeah yeah, you can just trap him for a while gotcha so it doesn't do anything if he's not in his coffin no it does not and then he's got uh, sunlight hypersensitivity while in sunlight straw takes 20 radiant damage at the start of his turn and has disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks. Wow. Okay. Um, and then there are some. I love a good magic game where you gotta love it. Ample uh, opportunities for cool magic weapons. Mm-hmm. And I'm not gonna go through all of them because there's a lot. But um, there's a lot of really cool magic items that they give you. One of my favorites is the Tomb of Strahd. Basically, it's a Ooh. book. A journal it's kind of like a horcrux i guess in harry potter but it's a book um that strahd written out as journal kind of talking about his life so the history that mm-hmm. i told you kind of is that's what's what it is um, nice 
and quickly um it, it once you have it doesn't really do too much for you but mm. once you read it you learn about him you learn about you know what he can do so that you're able to be more prepared and what's cool about it, as soon as you get it Strahd just he he once he finds out at least he gets really angry and like that's one of the big steps of you know you know that he knows that you guys are almost ready to fight him basically right um, okay. it's kind of like calling him to battle weapon of helping you but it's a magic weapon of that it just has some kind of magical properties that you know it has linked to Strahd yeah that's cool and Strahd, if once he finds out who has it, he basically just has a vendetta against you. Fair. Um, there's some other really cool ones. There's like a spear that gives you like vampiric strike, um, and it Ooh. gives you some really cool spells and stuff. It's like a staff that like basically radiates this like black mist. It's really cool. Um, nice. There's some holy symbols that you can get that like kind of counteract like the undead stuff it kind of makes you a cleric kind of thing where you can like hold vampire just like stop strahd from moving um it can turn undead so it makes undead like run away from you um it can you know call on sunlight um and there's you know quite a few but the one that i think is the most cool is called the sun sword and basically just think of like a lightsaber um oh so it's literally a sword made out of sun Pretty much. So let me just read a little bit. That's so awesome. Like, yeah, that's crazy. Once possessed by Strahd's brother, Sergei. Um, in its original form, oh. it was a platinum hilt guard with a thin crystal blade, as strong as steel. Um, and then Strahd had a powerful wizard named Kazan to destroy the weapon after Sergei's death. The first part of the process required the hilt of the blade to be separated, which Kazan accomplished. While Kazan was busy uh, busying himself, he destroyed the blade. His apprentice stole the hilt and fled. Kazan later located his apprentice in, in his, his corpse, because he died, in the woods, but the hilt was nowhere to be found. Uh, to avoid oh. the vampire's wrath, he uh, told Strad that the weapon had been destroyed. Basically what this does, um, the hilt is sentient, and it knows that it can never be reunited with its hilt and so it's right. sad but it's given but it was imbued with basically sun power um and it can do uh it's a chaotic good weapon um it yeah. has its intelligence score wisdom score and charisma score um and it can hear up to 60 feet and it Dang. can communicate with whoever's carrying it that's it awesome. has personality and it just does a ton of radiant damage so it's it's a That's pretty awesome. Now, can it move on its own, or does it have to like have someone carrying it? All it can do is think for itself and talk okay. to the person wielding it. So you can't like have it go run and run ahead of you and like spy no. for you. No. Uh, Just imagine a sword like running know, ahead right? of you. <laughs> That'd be so good. It's so weird looking. Oh, man. Right. But uh, just really quickly, um, normal uh, vampires in like the monster manual. Um, they're only challenge rating 13, which, you know, wow. honestly might be kind of where Strat is mm -hmm. um, without being able to control everything that he can. But um, they have some of the same stuff. The interesting thing is um, they are not spellcasters. So if you take, you know, if you just add spellcaster to vampires, that's kind of what Strat is. Um, and they have the same resistances um they're not nearly as smart i don't think um 
and I mean, the guy's been alive for like centuries. So that makes <laughs> sense, right? Um, so again, very similar. Strahd is just again because he's been alive for so much longer. Probably he has magic capabilities, can control his own castle, right? Can have complete control over his own domain. So whether or not he's the first vampire, he's definitely king of vampires. Right. And that's I would say so cool in my opinion. easily. Yeah. Oh, like... yeah sure. I imagine if any vampire challenged him, he could take them out in a heartbeat. Yeah, I mean... Well, his heart doesn't beat, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. And it's like, it's, I think it's really cool that, like, because he's been alive for so long, like you said, he's had time to be able to, like, gather a lot of the magic items that he has, which gives him, like, a huge, like, lead, uh, like, above a lot of the other vampires, so... Mm-hmm even if they did come against him like yeah he is a, a magic user so he is already stronger than them but even with that he also has like a bunch of other things that help him as well he's got the armor to defend him he's got the crystal to defend him and stuff like that which is that's super dope well it, it, it goes to show just how good wizards of the coast is at making these right making these characters because like yeah, I mean, I can just roll an encounter and say, oh, okay, I guess the party's going to fight a vampire this time. And you mm-hmm. go up against a vampire that has no idea what they're going up against. But Strahd, he's got such a backstory, such, you know, the lineup of what he's able to do just makes it perfect for him to control mm-hmm. this domain, know exactly what's going on. Like, he is just so fun, such a cool bad guy, like, in-game bad guy that, like, I just want to do that kind of thing. You know, Seriously? I want- like I almost want every single one of my fights in D and D to be, you know, have that kind of yeah. story, which would be too much, and I'm not gonna do oh, that. Sure. But like, like that, it just feels so good to have, you know, that laid yeah. out for you to make it feel like it's easy to role play him because I just feel like I already know him. He's and he's such like his character makes so much sense, and like, and all of the parts of him fit mm-hmm. together so nicely, and like in a character, like he feels believable, and like all the parts of his personality make sense as to why he is or who he is what he who he is and like everything like the things that he owns and like the place that he's at everything like really comes together to make a really cool yeah story that makes a lot of sense bad curses even uh-huh. though that may not affect the actual fight that you guys have with him but he, he has the which just give him more personality and it gives right. him more almost relatability almost mm-hmm. you know and it just like it sure. makes him fun to play. It makes him worth the wait. And as the players go through the campaign, they learn more and more about him. And that's right. why you know he's able to make them turn on each other sometimes, seriously, or, you know, whatever. Because like he's not a wait until the end to find him. It's a you know him. I mean, he's yeah. he toes with you. He introduces himself, and it's just such a cool, cool idea for a villain. This is very yeah. cool. Absolutely. But that's all I had for you guys today. I'm, I'm, I, you know, I, I love vampires. I think they're one of the coolest monsters. Definitely. So it was a fun. Yeah, thing to absolutely. Research. I don't know. Like, I really love this guy just because, in terms of, uh, like less, uh, god tier monsters in our monster last week, this guy is so busted, and right. it's great. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but he's so relatable at the same time that I think he's so cool. Yeah, and it's it's it might be because he's not god tier. He's yeah, he's almost he's almost relatable. He's I mean he's yeah. just slightly I mean just slightly above human because he's yeah. he's, he's a super powered human, and that's basically know. it. 
I mean, like super powered with like a capital S, but like still, <laughs> still super, still just a super powered human. All in bold. Yeah, yeah. bold <laughs> underlined as well. Uh, but I mean, still just just a super powered human at the end of the yeah. day, which is so cool. Yep, you heard it here first. Strahd, right? super powered human. He's he's just a human after all, guys. You Come know, on. I really want to run that campaign again. Seriously, <laughs> I I really want to play this campaign. It's so cool. I think he's I think this campaign is so cool or like the story of him is sounds so fun so though i have to like when being in the campaign or being a member of the campaign i have to like really make sure that i block out some of the things that i know because already i'm starting to formulate a plan as to like what to do at the end of the the, trying to beat him like things to do and like how to like maneuver around and like get into a place where you have the advantage so i'd have to like try and block that out of my head but it'd be such a cool experience well and and what's really fun is this campaign in my opinion is one of the few campaigns that you can do again and again right because if you guys remember basically how the campaign's done is there's a tarot card reading and that kind of dictates where certain things are going to be on like where locations are going to be because you don't actually every single part of the campaign it's just where happens to be you know the tarot cards reveal which you know is really cool and so like if it's the same kind of thing you're still going to different locations and battling different mini bosses and it's just a very cool campaign because yeah you might know at the end you're going to be killing this vampire that's really powerful but everything else is still there to you know as endless possibilities it's such a fun campaign and very cool i think strad is just such a fun guy that to fight again because you Mm -hmm. can change i can change what spells he does i can change Maybe this time he can change into a bear. You know, like there's sick. unique every time you play. Very cool. So well, now I'm gonna try and find a way to play this campaign someday. So that's fun. But uh, yeah, thank you to listen every week. It's such so fun to build the research these monsters, and we'll catch y'all next week.